Because if you've ever said to yourself, if you're from Mansfield, the surrounding area, if nothing ever happens in Mansfield. Yeah, I've said that. You've probably said that too, Robert, at some point in your life. If you've ever said those words, change it. Come and change it. Be a part of the solution. Well, it's not in the north. And it's not in the south. In fact, it's bang in the middle. I said, hey, you. Mansfield is a town in North Nottinghamshire. Welcome to Mansfield is a Town in North Nottinghamshire, the podcast about Mansfield, which is a town in North Nottinghamshire. This edition is presented by me, Robert Shaw, and by my mother. Say hello, Mum. Hello, Mum. Ooh, she sounds great, doesn't she? Right, the subject today is Mansfield's inaugural film festival, which opens on the 14th of July. Um, we will be talking shortly to the prime mover behind it, and that is Jay Martin. And of course, Jay, we met last year, didn't we, Mum? Yes. When he uh, released his film Red to Blue, and we went to see a screening of it at Clipston Colliery. Yes, we did. And that was quite an exciting day, wasn't it? It was quite spectacular. I loved it. Yeah, it reminded you of your old days when you used to go down the pit, didn't it? Well, yes, yes. I, I felt cleaner, though. Yes, and you were just about. Yes. That's good. And, of course, we had, you had a long chat with various people while we were there as well. Yeah, everybody was so nice. Yeah, they couldn't stop you. They couldn't stop me. No, and um, and so, anyway, Jay is behind the film festival um, uh, with a team of uh, other people, of course. And uh, if the um, screening at Clipston last year is anything to go by, then we can expect something quite exciting from um, what is about to happen in Mansfield. Can't we, Mum? Yes. Right. It well, sounded very good. It does, doesn't it? It sounds very good. Right. So, uh, without further ado, let's speak to Jay about it. So, Jay Martin, welcome back. We spoke last year at the time of Red to Blue uh, being released, of course. Now, um, here you are. Um, you have something to do at the Mansfield Film Festival. What is it exactly? I am the festival director, so I am responsible for all of it. <laughs> but yeah, great to be back on the show. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of responsibility, isn't it? Have you ever done anything like this before? Absolutely not, Robert, no. So the closest thing that I've done is run the Red to Blue premiere and the Clipston Headstocks event uh, that yourself and your good mother came to last year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was sort of my idea, really. I pitched the idea, so I then had to run it. <laughs> That serves you right, exactly. So uh, tell us how it uh, how it happened. Um, where's the money coming from? How have you, you know, gone about putting it together? Talk us through it. It's quite an interesting story, really, and it does go back to to my film Red to Blue, uh, which for the for your listeners that are unfamiliar is the first film made about Mansfield in over fifty years. It's a political documentary that charts. The sort of political upheaval happened in Mansfield in 2017, where we voted in a Conservative MP for the first time ever. 
Now, we had a cinema premiere for that film at Broadway Cinema in February of 2022. And at that event, we showed an amazing undercard of some brilliant locally made films, music videos, documentaries, short films, culminating in the world premiere of Red to Blue. Well, of course, as you can imagine, at that event, there was quite a few politicians present, Conservative MPs, Labour MPs, local councillors, mayors, all that type of thing. So I thought I've got an opportunity here to actually do something, you know, use the platform. We sold it out, 250 people at the premiere, screen one at Broadway. So at the end of the of the premiere, after Red to Blue screened, I got up on stage and I actually gave the, the MPs in the room a bit of stick about arts funding, because as you and your listeners may be aware, over the past 13 years, the uh, money that's been funneled into the arts has been cut by hundreds of millions, if not billions of pounds. And that doesn't come off Gary Lineker's salary. That affects people like me and my colleagues, grassroots filmmakers trying to start a career outside of London and outside of Manchester. So I gave them loads of stick and I did a bit of research before and I looked up everyone's voting record and I called them out and I said, listen, guys, if this continues, the films that you have just seen, red to blue included, will not happen. You know, those filmmakers will sort of shrivel up and, and die, you know, without that water of funding that we need to keep going. And after that, I had subsequent meetings with Ben Bradley and some other MPs and, and local councillors and the mayor of Mansfield. And I pitched a few ideas that I had, things that I wanted to get going to keep the momentum moving off the back of Red to Blue, one of which was the Mansfield Town Film Festival. So I pitched this to Ben Bradley, a Conservative MP for Mansfield, and he really, really liked the idea. But he said, Jay, it's not my remit. There's nothing I can really do. Um, which isn't strictly true, but he did put me in touch with Andy Abrams, who's the Labour Mayor for Mansfield, and he said, pitch it to Andy, see what he thinks. So I met with Andy and Sean Booth, who's the Cultural Services Manager at Mansfield District Council, and pitched them the idea for a Mansfield Town Film Festival, which is a working-class-focused film festival that takes place in Mansfield with the aspiration of actually changing some perceptions and widening people's horizons a little bit when it comes to film in Mansfield. They love the idea. And that at the time, they were working on a bid to become what they call an MPO with Arts Council England, which gives them access to millions of pounds of funding over a three-year period. So Sean worked the idea into the bid, and she said, Jay, if we're successful, uh, we'll do it. And then in November last year, uh, I got a call from Sean, and she said, Jay, we've got the funding. We're going to do the Mansfield Town Film Festival. So that's how it came about, really. And, of course, after that, we had our budget. Uh, a bit of a budget from Arts Council England, which we're very, very grateful for. And I got to work in January of this year organising our festival. Um, so that's the sort of story of how we came about, really. Quite an interesting one. And of course, one that is, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have happened if not for the success of Red to Blue. Yeah. So now one thing you said there was uh, part of the idea of the festival is to change perceptions of Mansfield. Before we get on to the detail of other bits of putting together the festival, tell me what you mean by that. What I mean by that is I think there is a hunger for, for residents and people that live in Mansfield for a larger cultural offering. Uh, as you know, because you're from the area, uh, you know, Mansfield has lacked a cultural scene for decades and decades due to a lack of funding and I think a lack of initiative, to be honest with you, from the, from the powers that be. But in Mansfield, I think that there does exist that small town mentality with some people. 
where people, because people don't have access to the arts and access to, let's say, independent cinema or international cinema or films that are made by people that don't look and sound the same way that they do, I think that sort of breeds a, a certain type of mentality. And that one that I found when, when making Red to Blue, it doesn't exist with everyone, but of course it's something that happens in a lot of these sort of places in the, in the town, uh, sorry, in the country, like Mansfield. So the reason that I say about changing perceptions is because let's say if you're a, you're John Smith, the ex-pit worker, and you've lived in Mansfield your entire life and you've never seen uh, a film, a French film, or you've never seen a film by a gay director. You've never seen a film about a young black lad from St. Anne's who, you know, chooses to pursue a career in music rather than going into uh, gang violence, which is one of the films that we, we've shown at the Red to Blue premiere. If you've never been exposed to those stories before, of course, you're not going to know about that way of life. Those are, you know, looking through those eyes, those stories. So what we want to do with the Mansfield Town Film Festival is, of course, put on an incredible event. Don't get me wrong. It's incredibly accessible. You come along, you watch films, you enjoy yourself, you laugh, you cry, you sob, you cheer, you gasp. But if you sit down and you say, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch the Women's Voices strand that's at the festival. And that's all films directed by women or a mainly female crew or deal with, you know, female centric issues. I'm going to sit down and watch this. And you watch one of the films there, a film called Good Grief that we've got that tells a story of uh, child loss. And, and if you've never experienced that before, you sit down, you watch this. Wow, look at that. What an amazing film. But also I've had my I've had my mind expanded. I never knew that, you know, this is what women go through with postnatal depression, that type of thing. You know, that's an amazing thing to actually be able to do that and be able to to expose people to stories, not just like that, of course, we're dealing with that, which is, is quite a sensitive subject matter. But you think of all the amazing stories, 100 films plus that we've got at the festival, there is there is an opportunity to really change change some things here, I think, and, and hopefully, you know, become a bit more bit more perceptive and a bit more engaged with with different different stories and different people yeah now you just said though <laughs> caught my ear you said more than 100 films the the festival lasts three days doesn't it yeah absolutely so we're running july 14th to the 16th at mansfield palace theater which is an incredible venue uh, we're actually taking over that whole venue for the entire three days we've got over 100 films on Every different type of film you can imagine, Robert, we've got it at the festival. So we've got documentaries, music videos, animated films, international films. But what we've also done is develop some, some diversity categories. As I mentioned, we're a festival that focuses on working class talent. So we have a special working class voices strand, which is a selection of films made by working class filmmakers. We've also got a women's voices strand, which I just mentioned too, and an LGBTQIA plus voices strand which is quite unique in, in terms of film festivals, especially our focus on the working class, because they don't really have a voice in the film industry, as you can imagine. So yeah, and, and to go along with that, we've got an incredible selection of breakout sessions in between the live screenings. So workshops, Q&As, masterclasses that can give people a bit of a deeper insight into the filmmaking world and all the different aspects and, and sort of areas of it. So it's really a chance to sort of immerse yourself for the full three days um, and, and see what we have to offer. Yeah, it sounds like you're packing in quite a lot. Now, let me ask you though, I mean, presumably people have access to sort of Netflix, all sorts of streaming services, 
all the stuff that is sort of archived on the BBC. Is it a question you ever ask yourself, what, you know, what opportunity does a film festival bring that, that people don't have through the sort of curation of those services? This is a chance, what I would say to that is this is a chance to see something new. The films that we are showing at the film festival, you've never seen before. You've never heard of these filmmakers. They're up and comers. They're people trying to get their start in the industry. And of course, the film festival circuit is, is you know, part of our process. It's what we have to do. I had to do it with Red to Blue. You pay uh, quite a significant amount of money and you send your film round to film festivals all over the world in the hopes that you get selected and you can screen to a live audience. Well, why not have a film festival in Mansfield? Mansfield is just as good a place as anywhere else. There's loads of cultural activities and things that happen down in Nottingham, but up here there isn't. And, you know, why not? People can come and they can see films that they've never seen before. Um, and I think that's quite an incredible thing. And not only that, I'll say this, we are by far and away the cheapest event on at the Mansfield Palace Theatre all year. For a day pass to our festival, which includes access to all live screenings, breakout sessions, any other events going on on that particular day, it's just £10. For a full festival pass for the full three days, it's £25. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't go to the local Odeon here in Mansfield and see one film for probably less than about 20 quid nowadays. Um, so what we're saying to people is, listen, we're priced incredibly low. Um, and even, you know, to go a step further, because we are working class focused, I know uh, as well as as well as you do that, you know, £10 to some people is, is a hell of a lot of money. So what we've actually said as well is, you know what, if you're struggling financially at the moment and, and you just can't pay that £10 ticket, get in touch with us and we'll help you out. We'll make sure you can still come to the festival because it's more important for us to give people access than make millions of pounds, which we won't do anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd say to that. So how many uh, films do you think you viewed in order to put together this programme? So you've got over 100 things that are actually going on. Um, what what is the process of of assembling that that program um how big is your team that you're working with this presumably quite small yeah so we are quite a small team so i'm working within the cultural services department at mansfield district council so my partner in crime is sean booth who's the cultural services manager but of course she's busy running an entire department at the council so i have a, a very small team i've got a festival consultant that's been helping me out a guy called john curry who runs beeston film festival uh down in beeston in nottingham and my graphic designer leah McEwen who uh, has been putting together all our incredible materials, our programme that's just gone out over the past few days. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then myself. So the process for selection is actually quite a fascinating one. So we use a website called Film Freeway, which is the industry standard website. So if you're a filmmaker on Film Freeway, there are over 2000 film festivals ranging from, you know, the Cannes Festival, Sundance Festival, all the way down to, I suppose, us <laughs> at the bottom of the rung. Um, and what you do is you pay a set fee. Uh, varies depending on the, the you know the success and the level of the festival you pay your fee you submit your film and then myself and my selection team which is that team that I just mentioned we view all of the films that are submitted every single one and for our inaugural year we had over 250 films submitted it was about 57 hours worth of films that were submitted in five months so from January to May 
uh, when our submission period was open. So we viewed every single one of those films. And what we do is we rate them based on a variety of factors that I won't disclose publicly because that's not what we do. Um, but then, of course, we sort of separate the wheat from the chaff. And then from that, we're normally left with far more films um, that we simply can't fit into the three days of the festival. So then what we have to do from there is really take a look by category, by genre, and sort of have a, an in-depth conversation on which films we want and which we don't. And to be honest with you, a lot of the time, it comes down to sort of runtime. You know, you might have two films that are absolutely amazing, but one's half an hour long and one's 15 minutes long. So often it comes down to a, a discussion on time and theme as well. You know, uh, are we trying to build a particular strand around a theme? So our documentary shorts, for example, are we building that around a theme of resilience or whatever it may be? Or are we just showing what we think is cool and what, pe what we think people will enjoy? Um, so it's a really quite an intricate process, to be honest, because then once we've got our selections together and we know which films are in and which are out, we then have to go a step further and, of course, figure out the nominees because we have our very own Mansfield Film Awards, which concludes our festival on the Sunday. So we then have to look at films in every single category, from best in categories to craft categories, such as best director, best cinematography, best score, etc., and then figure out who the nominees are for that. And then again, from that, we then hand those nominees over to a separate awards jury, which then review those films and, of course, choose the winners after some uh, deliberation. So it's quite an intricate process to get from submission to you sitting in your seat and watching that film. It's been through quite a rigorous process. Yeah, you've obviously been quite busy, Jake. Now, let me ask you a question, though. If So it sounds as though the the programme, if you look at it as an outsider, is going to be quite overwhelming in a good way. But also, um, what I'd like to know is if you are, say, um, you know, 25 years of age, or if you are 65 years of age, how do you pick a path through the programme and sort of, you know, how do you tell somebody uh, how to, to sort of plan what they might want to come and watch? And, you know, thinking about different demographics. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, what I would genuinely advise is, is come and see everything because each day we have a selection of strands on. And, and as I mentioned, they're broken up by breakout sessions too, which are all included as part of the ticket. So for example, on our first day on Friday, the 14th of July, we open the festival with our LGBTQIA plus voices strand. Now, whether you're 25 or 65, uh, you may be interested to see some of these films because they tell normal stories they just happen to be made by lgbtqia plus filmmakers um if that sounds like something that's not your bag of course you can take a read through the program and see which individual films are on and if one in particular strikes you you can say you know what that one looks like it's going to be on about i don't know you know one o'clock i'm going to dive in i'm going to see that one and then i'm going to come back out again and i'm going to go see the granada exhibit or i'm going to go grab a coffee in the bar and network whatever you want to do but we've also got on that Friday, we've got animated shorts, we've got documentary shorts. And then in the evening during our opening ceremony, we've got a variety pack on. Now, these are actually really cool because what we've done is as well as having dedicated strands for each category, we've also put together a variety pack. There's actually four of them throughout the festival. And these actually contain a little bit of everything. So these have got documentaries, music videos, short films, whatever. Um, so what I would say to people is, you know, 
if you do like sort of genre, then you can come and just see that particular genre. If you really love international films, you can come and see those. If you really love student films, you can just come and see those. But my advice would be immerse yourself in it, no matter of your age. You know, there is something for everyone here. There really is. And even though you say it might be overwhelming to people, the festival guide is actually put together in a way that it's very, very simple. You flick through and it's in order of timings. You can see which films are on, which particular category they're in, and then you can choose to come and see them or not. But I think the best way to experience a film festival is come and immerse yourself in it. See everything that we have to offer. Get yourself involved in the breakout sessions as well, because it does break the day up a little bit. So you're not just sat watching films from 9am to 5pm. <laughs> every single day um, gives you a chance to actually get involved in in the back end as well but yeah that would be my advice um to be honest with you is you know come see everything but because we have this festival guide out in advance of the festival you can flick through and you can see you know what on saturday there's uh, there's narrative shorts on there's working class voices on there's a really cool looking variety pack in the evening you know what I i'm going to come on saturday or, you know, the Sunday or the Friday. You've, you can mix and match, really, depending on what catches your eye and what you fancy seeing. But what I would say in particular is that I'd really strongly advise people to come on the Friday night for our opening ceremony. We've got an opening ceremony, drinks reception, a big lavish party to kick off the film festival, and then a curated variety pack, which uh, sort of gives you a really good introduction to the festival, got a bit of everything. Um, and we're having that, having our festival opened by a very special guest, a three-time Palm Door winning filmmaker, BAFTA winner, Oscar nominee, who's going to be opening our festival. And then we also have the Mansfield Film Awards on the Sunday night as well, which again is a red carpet event, suited and booted, frocks on, looking nice. Come and celebrate all the films that you've seen throughout the festival. Uh, free glass of fizz as well, Robert. So that should get people moving. So who's, who's the Palm Door winner who's coming? Ken Loach will be opening our festival. Um, so we reached out to a number of local filmmakers, um, people like Shane Meadows, like Vicky McClure, um, James Graham, who's an amazing writer from Mansfield, because we wanted somebody with a working class focus who could launch our festival, you know, in style. Unfortunately, those people were unavailable. But the person that did return my call was Mr. Ken Loach, who is a personal idol of mine. And he rang me up and he said, uh, Jay, I've just had your email. Um, I think it sounds excellent. He said, Jay, the problem is, though, he said, I've got a new film coming out, which he has, you know, and he not long got back from Cannes. He said, I'm not sure if I can make it or not. And I said, OK, Ken, well, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, here's what we'll do if it's all right with you. I said, why don't you record us a little video introduction that we can play at the festival to open the festival? And then if you can make it down, by all means, come down. We'll let you launch it in person. But if you can't, we've still got Ken Loach to launch the festival, which is quite amazing. And me and Ken chatted on the phone. This is no word of a lie. About 15, 20 minutes, we're chatting away. And, you know, this guy is a massive inspiration to me. His film, Kez... Wind That Shakes the Barley, I, Daniel Blake, the iconic working class filmmaker. So we're so honoured to have Ken, uh, Ken sort of open the festival, uh, especially given that we're in our first year with very little budget in comparison to some of the larger festivals. But you know what? He believes in what we're trying to do and I'll focus on working class filmmakers. And yeah, incredible. So we're really, really excited about that. 
Yeah. And so you said the opening party is going to be lavish as well. Now, what do you mean by lavish? As a promise, Jay. Well, I, what do I mean about it? Well, I mean a red carpet. I mean getting your photo taken on said red carpet. I mean drinks reception in the bar area. I mean music. I mean introduction from myself and my colleagues who have put the festival together. Uh, we actually have a really exciting exhibit as well that's going to be in the uh, the main foyer of the theatre for the duration of the festival, the Granada exhibit, which contains within it uh, a massive 70 millimeter film projector that used to be in the Granada cinema. So you'd be able to get your photo taken with that. Um, that's what I mean by lavish. And everyone's suited and booted and looking nice. Wow. And have you networked with other businesses in town? Is it going we, to bring the town to life for the weekend as well? I hope so. I hope so. So we've partnered with a couple of local hotels to actually offer filmmakers, because uh, I should mention, we have filmmakers travelling from all over the world to come to this festival. So I've got filmmakers coming from Lyon in France. I've got people coming from Quebec in Canada. I've got an American filmmaker coming over. Um, so what we've done is partner with some local hotels to offer discounted hotel rooms to those attending our festival, not just the filmmakers, our guests too. We've also partnered with a local pub, um, which is uh, Stag and Pheasant, which is a Weatherspoons, um, but they've they've given discount uh, discounted drinks to anyone with a festival wristband because the theatre's licensing and that sort of thing. We can't stay open until the early hours of the morning. So after our festival concludes each day, we can head over there and get a drink. But also we've partnered with a couple of the local independent pubs as well, places like the Garrison uh, and Brown Cow, where people can get the same offer. We've also spoke to some local restaurants that we're waiting to hear back from, see if they'll be able to partner with us to offer discounted food to our guests as well, because, of course, the theatre serves snacks, <laughs> crisps, chocolate and ice cream, uh, but not hot meals. Um, so, yeah, we've really tried to sort of, make it a community thing really and it could be you know not this year but in a couple of years time we could be in a position where we've got thousands of filmmakers coming into the town every single year and we actually expand the festival outside of Mansfield Palace Theatre to really make use of all the other amazing venues in and around Mansfield so we can really sort of engage the community and local businesses in that way too. It's so important to make this point Robert that Things like this can only succeed if people come along and support us. I've spent the past six months full time working on this festival now. It's by far and away been the most challenging thing that I've ever done in my entire life, no matter my career, because I want to get it perfect. But if only 10 people come down, um, it's all for naught, really. Um, so we really need people to come down and support us. As I say, we are priced incredibly cheaply, just £10 to come for the day. Come and see what we're all about. Because if you've ever said to yourself, if you're from Mansfield, the surrounding area, if you've ever said these words, which I know most people in Mansfield have, nothing ever happens in Mansfield. Yeah, I've said that. You've probably said that too, Robert, at some point in your life. If you've ever said those words, change it. Come and change it. Be a part of the solution. Come and support something like this. Because if not, we, you know, our funding isn't guaranteed for next year. So we really need to make a big, bold statement. Come down, support it, see what we're all about. And hopefully we'll continue to grow and grow and grow every single year where you know what, in, in two, three years time, Mansfield Town Film Festival could become the largest cultural event, not just in Mansfield, but in the East Midlands. And I truly do believe that, but we need the people of Mansfield, the people of Nottinghamshire to come and support us in that endeavour.
Brilliant. Let me ask you then one final question. Uh, in the last edition of the podcast, we selected five films that we thought summed up an idea of Mansfield. And I asked you to come up with a, a few that you would name. You know, if you wanted to say to a friend or somebody who'd never been to Mansfield before, this for me captures um, what the town is like. Uh, do you have any? Can you, have you got any suggestions? What should people look at? So not things in the festival itself? Yep. I've got three films here. None of them are at the film festival, <laughs> but they can be found online or viewed through uh, your film viewing services. So my three selections are a documentary called Strike Village, which is actually the last film that was made about Mansfield before Red to Blue. And we actually utilise a lot of the archive footage from that film in Red to Blue. But that film uh, was made in 1971, and it's a fascinating documentary. It covers the minor strikes that were happening in the early 70s, uh, guys like Scargill, Skinner, Tony Benn, uh, and it actually all surrounds itself around the Clipston Colliery, uh, which sort of semi in Mansfield. But I think that really gives people the idea of the history of the town. So that one I really think is, is a brilliant way to sort of introduce yourself to the history, the heritage, the culture that existed in, in Mansfield's earlier days. Uh, my second pick is a film called Saturday Night and Sunday Morning by Alan Silito, uh, or written by Alan Silito, uh, an amazing author from Nottingham. It was originally a novel, a novella, I believe, because it's a short story, a short book. Um, and the film, which was made in the 60s, starred Albert Finney, I believe. And it's a proper classic working class kitchen table drama. And I think a film like that introduces people to the men to, to the to the to the lifestyle of what it's like to be from Nottinghamshire to be from the area and to be working class uh it's a film that's incredibly highly regarded uh and follows the protagonist who's a bit of a drunk bit of a degenerate um as he sort of navigates the trials and tribulations of, of working class life uh that film can be found on Mubi um or on the uh the BFI player as well because it's quite an old film now um, and of course you can find it on dvd and everything else and then my final selection uh is kez by uh, ken loach ken loach so i remember being introduced to that film um when i was at secondary school when i was at the brunts academy in mansfield by my english teacher who was named Barbara Roberts at the time. I believe she's Barbara Swardy now. Uh, she introduced me to that film by Ken Loach. She said, Jay, this is my favourite film. And I remember watching it when I was very, very young. Now, I haven't watched it since. Um, and there's a reason for that is because I was so profoundly moved the first time that I seen it uh, that I don't watch it again because I don't want to ruin that memory. Um, but of course, because we've got Ken Loach opening our festival, I couldn't think of a better pick to actually sort of tell a... <laughs> sort of a story of like childhood wonder really and uh, and sort of the the optimism that comes with youth and i think that does link in or link back to the film festival because there's never been an event like this in the town before so for me you know we're going to have people of all ages at this festival and, and maybe there might be a young kid like the guy from kez who comes along and 
watches a film at Mansfield that inspires him or her to pick up a camera and tell their own story for the very first time. And Kez was one of the films that did that for me. And, and just maybe one of the films at Mansfield Town Film Festival could do that for a future generation. So and and of course uh, it's not set in Nottinghamshire, admittedly, but you know it is a story that that sort of is relatable to the people of Nottinghamshire, the people of Mansfield, and a really beautiful film to close my three picks. So that was Jay Martin. So, Mum, we're uh, we're going to try and head down to the film festival, aren't we? Yes, we are. And have you got a film on? Have you you made one for this year or? I'm part way through one, but I haven't finished it. Not quite ready, no. And you did agree, though, with what Jay said about, you know, if you want things to happen in Mansfield, then you need to get down there and join in this time. You you are in agreement with that. I agreed entirely with everything he said. Yeah, it's a fine sentiment. It yes. is a fine sentiment. Because what would you like to happen in Mansfield? I mean, obviously, you'd like a firework display every night. I know that. Uh, I, I'd, like, um, I'd like a new cinema in Mansfield. And you said, well... Film festival, that could help, couldn't it? You want yes. unicorns back, we want Robin Hood, I want Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, what else do we want? What else would we like for Mansfield? We'd like a very large football stadium. Yes. Um, I'd like Bobby Moore to come back. Oh, a new set of travel luggage, a teddy bear. Yes. A tea's made. Oh, it's yes. like a generation game now, isn't it? It's getting into the generation game. Well, yes. Um, so how about uh, singing the theme tune? Why don't you sing the theme tune? That is a fine way to end. And actually, when we go along to the film festival, um, I'm going to get you to sing the film the, um, the theme tune there as well. So go on then, without further ado. Mansfield is a town in North Nottinghamshire. Mansfield is a town where I live. Very good so far. Now try and work in the words film festival. There's going to be a film festival here. I hope you all come. 